0: Mm. Mm. Ain't to Real one. Ain't to Welcome to ain't Purposely Bossing it. Up, where we talk about bossing ain't up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. This is the girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Lakeisha Woodard. Lakeisha is an entrepreneur, a speaker, and an author. Her self-awareness journey to her purpose was long, it was hard, painful, lonely, exciting, and fulfilling all at the same time. Honestly, for a long time, she knew sharing her testimony was her purpose in life. She wanted to use her story to motivate and inspire women to take action in finding out who they truly are inside and out. She is a founder and creator of A Sister's Truth, which is a consulting firm that specializes in self-awareness and provides life coaching services to women. LaKeisha calls herself a sister coach, and it is her job, her duty to get down in the trenches with our clients, to push them past their mindset blocks in order to operate from a place of clarity and not fear. So I present to you all, oh, LaKeisha. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you, Jay? I am great. I'm great. You know, I'm super excited for you to be on here today.
1: I'm excited. I'm excited about this conversation. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You are so welcome. You are so welcome. So let's get into this interview. Let's do it, so, girl. Let's do it. So, of course, this podcast is called "Purposefully Boston Up. What is your definition of purpose?
1: God's intent for your life. Bam. That's heard it. it. That's God's it. intent for your life. That is your purpose. That is the definition of purpose. Because before we was, you know, falling in, my, in our mother's womb... You know, God knew who we were, and he gave us a purpose and a calling at that time. So whatever intent that he had for you at the time that he formed you, that is your purpose. And that's what we need to live our lives striving
0: to achieve. Period. Period, Yo, all with a T on it. You know, <laughs> like, people just be out here trying to live their lives to other people. And yeah. you are definitely not going to find your purpose doing that. Okay. So you need to get on your own path. And mm-hmm. follow the rules. That God is—he's he's giving you all—all all the key things you need to do. You know, sometimes he puts them in the form of people, places, and things. So you have to be very cautious in knowing of your surroundings because everything that happens in your life happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Sometimes oh. it's a setback, but sometimes it's even a setup.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree. And, you know, see, I was one of those people that was chasing a dream that didn't belong to them. Like for a long time, um, I've always wanted to be the next Perry Mason. And I know I just mm. age myself, but that's my truth. I've <laughs> always wanted to be Perry Mason. I wanted to be an attorney. And it was because my mom absolutely positively loved Perry Mason. And so for me, you know, wanted to be Perry Mason and setting this goal when I was young to be an attorney. That was my way of trying to bond with my mom, you know, mm-hmm. because I really wanted to bond with my mom because when I was eight years old, I was sexually abused by her boyfriend and her. Mm-hmm. she ended up marrying him. And so the sexual abuse lasted for eight years. So I felt this though, if I could just, you know, have this bond with my mom, she'll do something, you know, to end the sexual abuse. So, I created this goal to become the next Perry Mason. And, you know, and over the years, the more I told people that I was going to become an attorney and just just to see my mom's eyes light up and how she became so proud that her daughter was going to be an attorney, you know, I just Mm -hmm. stuck with it. And so that was the goal that I had, you know, that ultimately got me up out of the project because I was born and raised in Chicago. So it not only got me out of the project, but it helped me out of the project because that's important. It's, it's one thing to get out. It's a whole other thing not to go back. Okay. right. So Mm -hmm. having that goal helped me not to go back to the project. And it almost happened because I was accepted and I attended third grade Marshall School of Law here in Houston, Texas. And, you know, being in law school, I swear I never forget the when I sat down in orientation, I literally was like, checkmate, I've done it. I could check this off the list, you know, because at that point, what I didn't realize is that, you know, the fire to become an attorney was slowly dwindling. And so when I did go back to, to law school and started to do the inner work, what I realized is, is that I set this goal because it was a safeguard for me and because i went on this healing journey to heal from the sexual abuse and so when you go on a healing journey you start to heal from whatever trauma that you have gone through you start to you know children at walls that you put up and they start to come down and you start to release some of these guards that you put up so one of my safeguards was you know choosing to become an attorney and so once i realized that the person that i was when i set this goal Was a Mm -hmm. hurt, traumatized little girl who was wanted, who really wanted her mama to love her just a little bit more, you know? And the person that was in law school was this happy, healed woman who had reestablished a relationship with her mom because he forgiven her, had forgiven her abuser, had overcome so many other things and have, you know, experienced so many other successes that I no longer had to hold on to this dream of becoming an attorney. Now, I may, I'm, I'm talking like it sounded really easy for me to let it go because it wasn't right. really hard. Because people were were vested in me becoming a, becoming a lawyer. When you come to part of the projects, when people are in the projects and they see one person make it out and they go into school, going to college, and people mm-hmm. are rooting for you. Like, I, I joke, but I'm dead ass serious. I joke that I had a client list in the sixth grade. Like, by the time I was mm. in the sixth grade, I had a client list. You know, so for me to go to law school, get in, and then decide not to go back, it was like I was letting so many people down. At least that's how I felt. I was letting so many people down. But ultimately, I had to do what was best for Lakeisha, ultimately. And that's what I did. And, you know, one of the the hiccups that I had, well, not even a hiccup, but one of the the blowbacks that I thought I was going to give was disappointing my mom, right? Because even after Mm. all that. You know, at the end of the day, I still didn't want to disappoint my mom. And so when I finally told her that I wasn't going back, she was like, how can I ever, like, be disappointed in you? Like, you went way beyond what I could even imagine you to go. You completely Mm -hmm. surpassed any dream that I had ever had for you. So How can I be disappointed? And girl, that was all I needed to hear. I was like, "Uh." I don't know if I'm going back to my school then. So right. I set out for so my self-awareness journey, continue from that point forward because I realized that it was time for me to get to know the healed version of LaKeisha. Yes,
0: yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Talk about the healing. Before yeah, we get honey. there though, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Loyal.
1: And I say that because that's a word that most people... Describe when, pe- when people describe me. That's what they. That's what they, that's one of the common words that they come up with. And I mm-hmm. say loyal because I know how it feels not to have somebody loyal to you. I know how that feels, and I also know how it feels and how far you can get in life when you have at least one person willing to support you and to be loyal to you. Like I know how it feels. I've been on both sides of the fence, and right. so. For me, I've decided to, you know, to be that loyal person, whether it's, you know, loyalty in my friendships, loyalty, you know, in my relationships with my, with my husband, you know, loyalty to my client, you know, I know the value of, of loyalty. So that's what I would describe myself. And that's why.
0: Yeah. Being loyal. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, though. So can yeah. you tell our listeners what inspired you to create a sister's truth? Like, when did the light bulb go off and you knew this was something that you had to do?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so A Sister's Truth was birthed because I had a venting session with a girlfriend. Because I had sat down with a friend and we had a brainstorming session. And we came up with all these ideas of ways that she could, you know, Go into another career because she didn't like the current career that she was in. And so mm. I sat down, did this over session with her. And so I was visited to another friend. and I'm like, hey, why am I always able to like help everybody else out and let them figure out, help them figure out what they want to do? But I'm not able to do that for myself. And so my girlfriend was like, but he's you know, you're always willing to help people. You have so much knowledge and you're always willing to share. She was like, you need to find a way to track the results that you have other people, you know, receive and package that Mm -hmm. up and sell it. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know what the heck she was talking about <laughs> and so i did what most people would do I went to Google university and just started googling stuff you know and I would just google all different type of phrases but the common word in my phrases phrases was perfect because at this point I'm like if I'm gonna do something different you know than the corporate gig let me do something that's purpose-driven. Now, let me tell you something about purpose, okay? Because at this point, I was looking for something that wasn't even lost, and I was looking for something that was right in front of me. Because mm-hmm. if you believe if you believe in God, which like I am a God girl, and if you believe in God, and you believe that he gave you a purpose and a call in your life before you was formed in your mother's womb, then you have to believe he's not going to give you something and then hide it from you. This is why I tell people to quit saying you need to find your purpose. No, you need to embrace your purpose. And for me, I have been running from my purpose all this time because my purpose surrounded me sharing my story of surviving sexual abuse. And honestly i didn't want to do that for the rest of my life because i'm like who who the hell wants to talk about that for the rest of their lives so i ran from it and for a long time i was chasing the dream of becoming an attorney but even while chasing the dream of becoming an attorney i was still sharing my story with people on the jobs that i was on i started speaking Mm -hmm. when i was in college i was speaking on sexual abuse so i was constantly using my story of survival sexual abuse to empower other people. So, even though I was running, I really wasn't running. So, when my friend told me to, you know, package it up, you know, get all this what you do, package it up and sell it, and I started it, you know, doing research, you know, and, and was researching purpose, that's when I ran across life coaching. That's when I ran across Tony Robbins and Lisa Nichols. I figured out what Ayana Vonsant did because I had no clue what she was doing on Fixing My Life. I, I don't know. <laughs> what that was really called. You know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So um, ran across them, and then I ended up also running across a 25-day challenge. And on this challenge, the challenge was all about helping you to just create a, a side hustle. It wasn't even to create a business. The woman mm. was just wanted to teach you how to create an extra stream of income by using your natural gifts and talents. That's it. And so on this challenge, she's going to help you figure out what your natural talents and gifts are and how to turn that into a style of herself. And on that challenge is when the sister truth was born because she had you start off with creating a blog. So little known black history fact, AST started off as, as a blog website and then mm. it morphed into the coaching consultancy that I have today.
0: That is awesome. It's always a big story mm-hmm. to everything that you do. Um, yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing how, you know, and of course, as time goes by, you don't want to have your brand be stuck somewhere. That's why it's so important to um always invest. Like I always tell people, it's always good to invest in your brand, and it doesn't always have to mean money. It can be education, training, workshops, whatever it is. But it was levels to your brand. And it's going to be another level after this. You know, you might offer a new service. You know, who says at the end yeah. of this year, you know, you might not be, you might be offering another service. Or, you know, you might like, you know what, I'm going to take this to the next level. And, you know, you might think of something else. So, like she said, y'all, it went from a blog to now sessions with women who um, had built trusting relationships with her in regards to basically putting their lives in her hands. So, you know, guys, it's, it's room for everything out here. Like he said, use your God-given talents. There's things that are within us, but you're not looking hard enough. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you're not looking hard enough. And then also, you know, the, our, our life experiences also causes us to create these blinders, you know, mm-hmm. because to be completely honest with you, it's just the truth would have never happened, Had I not healed from the sexual abuse, let's be clear, that healing needed to happen first. So there are some people out there right now who's listening to us who have unresolved trauma that is stopping them from truly operating in their purpose because they know what their purpose is. We all do. Right. But we're not embracing it and we're not operating in it. And there's some reason why. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, everybody in the world was sexually abused because I understand that, you know, We all have different traumas, but whatever that Mm -hmm. trauma is for you, it doesn't have to be on the same level as, as me. You know, maybe your mom was killed or maybe it was Mm -hmm. the loss of a child. You know, maybe there was a teacher that said something to you and you still holding on to that because I've, I've read that too in coaching sessions where people are holding on to things that they're college professor said, and it's mm-hmm. literally blocking them from writing books and starting businesses that God has downloaded inside of them. So until we are able to, you know, heal from that unresolved traumatic experience, that can be the key to unlocking, you know, our true potential and helping us to truly operate in perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I love it. I love it. So what do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? And how did you overcome that?
1: Oh, that's a good question. My biggest, my biggest challenge. I would say that my biggest challenge was, ooh, believe it or not, imposter syndrome. And I don't really know if I'm, to be completely honest, because we can, we can have real talk, right? This is like a fake zone, Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> No judgment, y'all. But no, I would say probably like imposter syndrome. And I am wondering, is this something that I'm still working on every day? And the reason why I say imposter syndrome is because, you know, when you operate in purpose and the fact that I'm operating in purpose, I am stretched all the time. I'm stretched mm-hmm. beyond what I think my capabilities are. And because I'm stressed beyond what I think my my capabilities are, you know, imposter syndrome and self-doubt starts to kick in. And so what I do to snap myself out of it is to just literally reminisce on the things that I've already done, reminisce mm-hmm. over the things, over the people that I've already helped, reminisce over the gifts and talent that God has already given me. You know, I, I reminisce because I think sometimes we forget about everything that we that we have already survived, right? Right. And so when that new challenge comes in front of us, we get scared all over again. The self doubt shows up all over again, you know. Imposter syndrome sneaks in all over again, and we get amnesia. But if we could just remember what we've already grown through to get to that point that we're facing the next roadblock, the truth of the matter is, it's always going to be a roadblock. We can pull strength from that to help us over the current roadblock that's in front of us. So right. I think the thing that really helps me, and I think that would help anyone who's listening to us today, is just to think back on on the successes and the and the growth that you've already accomplished, and just know that if you're able to grow through those past things, just imagine what you can do once you get over the current. You know, roadblock us in front of you, and then whatever tools that that helped you in in the past, use those tools to help you with the current situation. And then if those tools don't you know don't work, or they're just not working, or you need you know a new set of tools, or you know upgraded version of that tool, then you know check me out on LatishaWater dot com so we can sit down yes. and work through that thing together. So yeah,
0: yes, yes, I feel like everybody should have if it's just that one person or, you know, might be a couple people that they can go to and talk to and, and be vulnerable and and be transparent and talk about those things that that they may have been holding on to or things that they feel like they can't uh, get through. Like, of course, you know, whoever you believe in, I believe in God, I'm a God girl too. So, you know, of course, I'm going to take all my, my worries to the Lord. <laughs> uh-huh. But, of course, us being human – we mm-hmm. want instant gratification. So, Ooh, of course, here we're going to take, we want to take all our worries to him, leave all our problems at the altar, all that good stuff. But now I'm like, all right, now that I did that, what am I supposed to do next? So now I'm going to have to go to somebody because now I want to hear what somebody has to say about it. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's different levels into that. But like I tell people all the time, you can't go to God in prayer and give them an the issue and then five minutes later worry about it. Because what was the whole point?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's there's absolutely. absolutely no point to do it if you're if you just gonna be antsy and walking around on eggshells all day so if you're going to do it be sincere be honest do what you need to do but like i said it's good to have people like lakeisha who specializes in these certain things or if you have a particular person that you may go to in your life when you know you're not feeling your greatest or something that you want to get through have those people it's so important to be able to be vocal because it's people who went through Life changing experiences like Leticia, who was sexually abused, her voice was taken away from her. Mm-hmm. So now is the time for you to be able to speak mm-hmm. up and, and talk about the things that are going on in your life or things that you can kind of foresee that you may think may happen. So people be vocal and, and speak up. There's no need to walk around with a zipper closed on your mouth because it doesn't serve you any purpose at the end of the day.
1: It, it doesn't. And you are absolutely right. And I agree with everything. You just said, you know, I was just talking to a group of friends um, yesterday and I was telling them, I was just like, you know, I'm in the season of my life where I am literally challenging the status quo, just challenging all of, you know, the things that I have just learned over years and just made it my gospel, if you will. And one of the things that I am challenging is, you know support systems like I feel mm-hmm. like me personally I've grown up uh just believing that a support system is only your friends close friends and family but now I'm at the season of my life where I'm I'm understanding that a support system goes beyond that right mm-hmm. a support system is if you go into a therapist because I do have a therapist but I, my therapist that's a part of my support system you know my accountability group that keeps me you know accountable for you know my business that's part of my support system you know my my uh health coach that i go to 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 help you know teach me how to eat vegan you know that's my support Mm -hmm. system because all these people are helping me to become better versions of who i am So I can continue to operate in my, in my purpose, you know? So yes, we do, you know, need to, you know, pray to God and put past our worries on Him and, and don't worry about it, you know, five minutes, five minutes later, but also utilize the support and the people that He put in our path. Because I truly believe that there's no coincidence that you meet certain people. Like there's no coincidence that me and you hooked up. right? Right. So why not use the people that you have and just understand that, you know, all these different people are your support system. Like, get out of the habit of thinking that all you need is, you know, three close girlfriends. I mean, I'm not saying... Make everybody your best friend. That's not what I'm saying, but what I am saying is, is that no good girlfriend, she might not be equipped to help yes. you with certain issues. You know, you may need to have somebody who specializes in that area where you need additional help in, you know, so I'm really challenging people to change their thinking or broaden their thinking of support systems because we, 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 we cannot do life alone. We cannot do life in a vacuum. We that's cannot crazy. live life in a vacuum. It's called, when you do that, it's called depression. Mm-hmm. When you live life Lord. in a vacuum, that's called
0: depression. No, I sure don't want go to go Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't like it there. <laughs> that's a place I don't like to be at all. At all. So who was your role model or mentor growing up? And did it change over the years? So
1: growing up in a project, we didn't have role models. When you grow up in the hood in a project, you know, the the drug dealers are the quote-unquote role models, and I wasn't having that. When I became 18, because I'm the oldest of all my sisters and brothers, when I turned 18, I decided to become the role model that my siblings needed and to become the example of success because I wanted them to to know that there's better than the projects in Chicago. But I had to figure that out, you know, for myself. So initially growing up, I didn't necessarily have a role model, but once I started off in college, I did have a mentor. You know, I spoke with a nonprofit called Youthful Survivors, Youthful Survivors and executive director of that program became my mentor slash mother figure in my life. And so, you know, that she was my mentor for several years. And then as I grew and as I healed, you know, I was just, it was just other women. You know, in my life that came, Mm -hmm. you know, that came in my past. So, depending on the season that you're in, there may be new mentors and role models that you have. You just gotta have, you just gotta be open. Have an open mind to, to accepting you know, them as a role model. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like you said, it's a season for everything. Yes, it is. For everything. Everything. So I want you to get back into those younger. Okay. And if you could give younger Lakisha mm-hmm. a piece of advice, what would you tell us? Keep speaking up. Because mm. when you said
1: earlier, when you said that my voice was taken from me, you hit the nail right on the head. I would tell the younger Lakeisha to keep speaking up because there was a point in time where nothing was happening. So I just stopped. I just stopped talking about it. I stopped telling people Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I shouldn't have done that. I should have kept kept saying something, kept using my voice. And fortunately, you know, somebody asked me again (laughs) on the right day and the right time. And I told her about the abuse and then, you know, uh, That's when the abuse stopped because she called the police and then so forth and so forth. The abuse stopped after that. But there was a long time up until that point where I did not use my voice. So I would tell the younger Lakeisha to continue to use her voice and tell her that your voice is powerful because your Mm -hmm. voice is going to stop other, you know, it's going to bring other Kids out of that same situation that you're in. Like, your voice is going to motivate other women to get the healing that they need. You know, your voice is going to be heard, but you have to keep using it now and understand Mm -hmm. that there is power behind behind your voice.
0: So that's what I would tell the younger Lakeisha. Yes, yes. I told you all the time, you know, someone's healing is locked up in your testimony. So if you, everybody has a story. Even if somebody has the same story, of course, the blueprint is different. Um, You know, mm-hmm. it, it happened at different times. It happened with different people and so on and so on. But if you're not vocal, like we're going to keep emphasizing this entire episode, if you're not vocal, things will become stagnant. It, you'll, you'll climax, you'll just hit a point and then you can't move any forward. You just need to be vocal and and you'll be surprised when you're being transparent like that how many people will latch on to you. I know I had spoke a few words on a live on Facebook one time and mm-hmm. people were hitting me up in my inbox. Of course, cause I wasn't friends and my account was public, so mm-hmm. it was like hitting in that you know, that other mailbox that you gotta click on and The stories that some of these people were telling me, I was like, oh, my God. Like, but why me? Like, why open up to me? Why would I be the designated person for these people to share their story with? And I just had to accept it. And what half the time they want you to do is just be a lended here. The majority of the time, that's all they want you to do. It's to listen to them. It's to listen to them. And it's so important. And you have to use key words and key gestures, of course, if you're sitting in front of them, so they know that you're listening and you're understanding where they're coming from. And then you can get positive feedback or, you know, some key things they can use to move forward. That's all it's about.
1: Exactly. And and then also some people just need to know that there's somebody that's gone through what they've gone through and mm-hmm. survived on the other side. Like some people just need to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel tunnel. They just need to hold on and keep moving forward. Because that's if right. you have gone through anything, no matter how big or how small it is, when you in the thick of it <laughs> Baby, you know, you're, you're like, your mind is just like, is this ever going to end? You mm-hmm. know, oh, my God, what did I do? This is just my life, so I just need to accept it. No, you we need to know that somebody has gone through what you've gone through and has survived and living the life that they want to live. So that person can know that they can, you know, that they can do it, too. That's right. another thing, because, you know, we, we sometimes we get into our little bubbles and we don't know what's really out there and what, you know and what the possibilities are until somebody yeah. opens up their mouth and share their testimony so we can know that, oh, that's the thing. Oh, so you mean to tell me I can heal from sexual abuse and still have a happy, healthy marriage? Really? Okay. Mm. You know, sometimes you just need to let people, people just need to know that there's a possibility out there. And that would just keep them, you know, holding on to their faith and leaning a little harder on their faith. That's another
0: reason why we need to continue to share our testimonies as well. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, I know um, based off experience, experiences that's what I meant to say experiences and things that sort of you get busy and um you're being a wife and all that good stuff can you tell our listeners how you practice um self-love and self-care oh wow yes absolutely first off
1: on a daily basis on a daily basis I do and when I practice self-love and self-care I make sure that my mindset is included in that not just my body but my mindset as well and the Mm -hmm. reason why I emphasize mindset is because the mind is the first thing the devil goes after is your mind. Because if he can just get in your head and plan to see of doubt he can totally throw you off, off, off your game because the devil knows your potential because mm-hmm. the devil believes in God. And so all he knows is that if he can just plant a seed of doubt you know, he can throw you off. So, you know, my self-love and my self-care, I make sure to do it on a daily basis. And it can be listening to an audible book because I'm addicted to audible, you know. It's me waking up in the morning and doing my spiritual study, getting in the word. I, like I said before, I'm a God girl. I'm working on my relationship with God. So just really just getting in his, you know, getting his word because that's right. self-love. Self-love is also me every time food, gets in front of me, making a conscious decision to eat the best quality food for me. Mm. That That's self-love for me Mm -hmm. because this is the only body that I have. This is my temple. And having this body is what's going to help me to operate in my purpose. So I need to pay attention to what I'm putting in in my body. I also need attention Mm -hmm. to what I'm putting on my body. You know, so the products I'm I'm in the season of where I am switching out different products that have a whole bunch of chemicals in it. That's a part of, you know, self-love and self-care, you know. Right. Um, Working out, you know, getting back into the gym. That's how I practice. Because I know a lot of people, you know, I'm trying to come up with, examples that's outside of the norm because I know a lot of people mm-hmm. say getting nails done hair done and massages yeah. and things like that and those things too I mean those are important as well but let's go a little bit beyond that you know my therapy sessions that's me self-care that's me self-love yeah. you know because coaching women I have to somewhere I have to stay in therapy to make sure that what they bring in into the coaching doesn't on me (laughs) because the head transfer energy is real. That's Uh a real thing. Uh -uh -uh. So, you know So just stand in therapy to make sure that, you know, I'm just taking care of me and my mindset. That's a part of, you know, self care and, and self love. Make sure I communicate with my husband. Building that communication, that self-love, that self-care, you know, because yes. when there's peace in my home, then I can go out into the world and be that sister coach that I say that I am. Yes, absolutely. Stuff, you know, so that's how I practice self-love and, and self-care. So I really hope that I, I you know, stretched people's understanding and and giving them different examples of what self-care and self-love
0: can actually look like. Yes, 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 for sure. I know one of the best answers I had got on an episode from that question was saying the word no is probably the best version of self-love, self-care they've ever practiced. And I'm like, <laughs> say it yes. again. Say it again. Yeah. Like, yeah. <sighs> I love that. Stop making yourself so available for Mm -hmm. people, for things, for places, chill. Sometimes, of course, we always use that line, people use your kindness for weakness. This is fact. These are true things. But saying the word no and meaning it, not going back behind you like, oh, you know what? I thought about real fast. Let me go ahead and change my mind. No. Once you say no, that's it. No is a complete sentence, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. You can put a period after that. It is a mm-hmm. complete sentence. If you're someone who's a yes person, who always need, is looking for other people's um, validation for stuff, it, 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 it's not needed. Just say no. No, I'll pass. You know, how imagine how many events I get invited to, how many... You know, things people are calling me asking me, can I come here for this and come here for that? No, I can't make that Because what's going to happen is that you're going to find yourself being overbooked. You have three things to do one day. Yes, overwhelmed, stressed the hell out, pulling your hair out. Like, you don't even want to put yourself in that kind of situation. Then you really going to be needing to talk to a therapist. Like, for real, for real. So, (laughs) y'all, utilize the word no, please. No means next opportunity for those who don't know. <laughs> oh, I love that. Please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I love yes. that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it was the best piece I ever heard on here. I'm like, yes, no. Just keep saying no. No, no, no. It's the same thing in every language, all Same thing in every language.
1: <laughs> <laughs> every language. <laughs> yes it is there's there's car behind you though you know I talk about that in in my book as well because you know we just have a problem with, with the word no, and I think that you know the problem can stand stem from you know just wanting to To feel validated and accepted, just not wanting to disappoint, you know, the person on the other side of of mm-hmm. that. You no, know, so we feel obligated, you know. There's some obligation that's there that, and for the most part, sometimes we make it up. We make it up in our minds. This it's obligation yeah. we make it up in our mind. So it's a way for us not to feel not to feel guilty, because um, it's just so easy to mistreat ourselves as opposed to letting somebody else down. You know, right. so. If it's a, if it's a choice between me and another person, not talking about a ten we choose self. And I'm talking about me too, because I had to learn how to use the word no. I had to learn that there was power behind my no too, because I would let, you know, certain family members, you know, drain me. Like, mm-hmm. basically and financially. And I'm just like, oh, it's okay. You know, I can just hustle and get it back. You know, I'm single. This is when I was single. I'm single. I don't have no kids. I can just hustle and give it back, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no. The people will take advantage of you if you allow them to. You know, they'll take mm-hmm. advantage. So we have to, you know, exercise the power
0: that's, that's behind our no. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-mm-mm. So can you let our listeners know about any upcoming events or projects that you may have? Sure, absolutely. So I have an online course called
1: Strategize Your Vision, and I put this course together to help people to actually create a strategy because I know we like to set goals. There's nothing wrong with goals, but goals are, is a piece of a puzzle. We need to put together a strategy. And the reason mm-hmm. why I chose strategy is because strategy, any strategy that you run across has what? A vision. <laughs> Every yep, absolutely. Has a vision. and so we need to put a strategy behind the vision that we have for our lives so it's an online course it's self-paced you can go to strategizeyourvision.com
0: for for more information yeah. Yeah. to God, your vision. Yeah. I love it. Cause I was just telling somebody, um, they was like, oh, girl, you kind of, of this is the beginning of the year. It's like, uh-huh. oh, girl, you come to this um, vision board party? And I'm like, I'm um, actually kind of over the vision board party. And they're like, why? And I'm saying, <laughs> like, telling them, like, listen, I'm all for creating a cardboard piece of paper with some stuff on here that I want to achieve. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you uh-huh. don't have folks in there, teaching me how to implement this stuff, this mm-hmm. stuff will never get done. Mm-hmm. Like you it's said, never, a strategy yeah. has to be put in place. We're not going to talk oh, about, you know, how I want to be small or how I want to travel to this country or I want to drive this kind of car or I want to be a millionaire. How? What mm-hmm. do I need to do? Do I need to create a budget in order to afford this car? Um, do mm-hmm. I need to set away money or do I need to sell this much X amount of product if I'm a business owner in order to achieve this financial goal to go on vacation? And what do I need to eat? How many times do I need to go to the gym in order to get this body that I want? Nobody's helping you do that. You go, you eat, you paste some stuff, put some glitter and stuff on a piece of paper, and you walk out the door. You might make some new friends, but that's it. Maybe i to go home and figure it out when you can be at the event figuring it out together. That's it. Absolutely. And then we're not
1: preparing ourselves when we walking into these vision board parties as well. Like I'm, I'm with you. It's nothing wrong. It's with you putting together a vision board. It's nothing wrong with that. But what are you, what are your next steps after that? And even before that, like, what are you doing mm-hmm. to prepare for that vision board party? Because your vision, my definition of vision is your purpose in action. That's right. what your vision is. So if you run around here talking to you got to find your purpose and then you go into a vision board party, whatever you put on that board is out of alignment with your purpose. And the things that are out of alignment with purpose are going to be harder to achieve. because so you're going to achieve them because you can win at the mm-hmm. wrong thing. Let's be clear. You can win right. at the wrong thing, but that doesn't mean you're going to have fulfillment. So. Yep. Are we what are we doing to prepare before putting together this vision? And then once we have this vision on the board, what are the next steps afterwards to, you know, make that vision a reality, and another yes. thing too that we're not taking into consideration is the other areas of our life that impact the vision that we have. Because mm. if you have a, a vision of, of buying a house, okay, great, but how does that affect the other areas of your life? How does that affect your yep. finances? How does that affect the relationships that you have? And I know you probably were thinking, "Okay, well, oh, me buy a house, like how's that going to affect?" my other relationships it does i mean yeah are you married do your do your spouse want to buy a new house mm-hmm. do you have kids you know is mm. it realistic for you to buy this new big house or rather or do you you know rather you know take that money and pour that into your children's education like it affects other areas of your life and how right. how does you having this big humongous house you know how does that affect your overall purpose that you have on your life. Like, we need to take all these things into consideration. And
0: this is what I I help you to do in my online course, Strategize Your Vision. Yes, tell them. So can you tell my listeners how they can find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me at Lakeisha Woodard,
1: L-A-K-I-T-I-A, Woodard. Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube. You can actually, on YouTube, you can search A Sister's Truth, LinkedIn.
0: Facebook, Lakeisha Woodard. Yes, yes. So before we go, can you give our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but in life?
1: Yes. Always know that you are enough and your truth is beautiful. And your truth is going to open up doors for you, both personally and professionally. So know that you are enough and know that your truth is beautiful. Yes, your
0: truth is beautiful. It's a piece of art. (laughs) It's <laughs> is a piece of art <laughs> that's unique to you,
1: and that's okay.
0: Absolutely. And you're the mm-hmm. only one that can figure out what it looks like, what it says, what it means mm-hmm. to you, and everything. Mm-hmm. You are the creator of your canvas, guys. You are the creator of your canvas. I Loved every bit of this interview. I am so happy that you were able to be on here today. (laughs) Thank you so
1: much. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate you. Yes. And I hope everyone, you know, was writing down some of the key things you were saying, how they can strategize their vision so y'all be prepared for when that comes around so you can get with LaKeisha and figure out some things that you need to do, you need to implement in order to achieve these goals. So, you know, writing down a gym, how they can contact you on social media. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't to it. Real one Ain't to it. Boss. thank you for listening to this episode of purposely one. bossing up continue one. to keep bossing Boss. up with purpose
1: Ain't to it. Real one
0: Ain't